Hi, I'm Tony Kramer with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 137. And today we are going to be talking about some updates and changes that have happened to the Gen 4 platform of displays over the years. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple's podcast app. We've got it on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, as well as many others. We've recently added Spotify to that list as well. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDO Tony K. With that, let's get back to the show. I've got another return guest onto the show, Dick Mobier, who is a product specialist supervisor out in our northwestern stores in Washington, Oregon, Montana, in that region. Welcome back to the show, Dick. Uh, just to remind our listeners a little bit, uh, kind of how you got started. Tell us a little more about you and your background and how you got involved in this industry. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Glad to be glad to be back for this podcast. Um, so, I've I've worked for RDO for a little over twenty years. Um, started off as a technician out of our Pasco store. Uh, went through the Walla Walla Community College Ag Tech program there. Uh, was a technician for a few years, and then uh, got started in Precision Ag uh, kind of early on um, in in the John Deere Precision Ag days. Um, uh, did some time uh, working with Precision Ag, uh, kind of managed the region in the Northwest, and then moved into a store manager position for a couple of years. And then as uh, Precision Ag kind of became more and more of our, our business out here and, uh, and much, more, uh, much more involved in our customers' operation, I, I moved back into Precision Ag uh, in the Precision Ag supervisor or the product specialist supervisor role and have been doing that for the last uh, probably five or six years now. Awesome. So yeah, you've got a lot of experience and time with the precision egg components and hardware and everything that's involved in precision eggs. So I would imagine with the time that you've spent dealing with precision egg, you've seen changes happen from the release of a product to maybe a few years down the road to even when that product is uh, retired or discontinued. I'm sure you're very accustomed to changes that happen. And that is exactly what this episode is. So Dick, you were on the show with us back in 2017, episode number 51. And that episode, we talked about the Gen 4 family of displays. Now, at that time, the 4640 Universal Display had just been released. Uh, prior to that, we had a few years, going back to 2014, we had the Gen 4 4600 Command Center in tractors. So 
why I'm bringing you back on the show today, Dick, is to kind of give an update. Uh, You and I both are aware that there's been a number of changes when it comes to this Gen 4 platform. So I wanted to get this information out to our listeners so they can better understand what some of those changes are and what we've seen happen since 2017 and then even going back to 2014. So to get started... Gen 4 family of displays kind of took over that uh, GS3 or Green Star 3 family of displays. It's now the Generation 4 family of displays. I made the comment about back in 2014, the tractors started coming with the 4600 command center. So that was kind of our first introduction into the Gen 4 family. Now, Dick, I know you've got a little bit of information to share here where what types of machines are these gen 4 command centers coming in 2021 and and forward where are we at with that yeah so i i think uh three years ago when we had this conversation they were just in a select uh a select few machines from the factory um mainly seven r's eight r's nine r's um and then it was an option for the six R's. Well, now it's pretty much standard equipment in all large frame and and small frame tractors. Um, it's also uh, pretty much standard in our combines and our sprayers. Uh, about the only machines that it's not uh, an option for right now is our uh, wind rowers and self-propelled forest harvesters. But uh, but we do have an option now of adding that 4640 universal display in those machines. Uh, to utilize that Gen 4, uh, the Gen 4 capabilities. One of the other things is that there also is, uh, for the small frame and large frame tractors, there is an option of a, of a 40, uh, 4200 display as well, which I believe was added um, you know, after our conversation in 2017 also. That display is uh, kind of, a, uh, I guess, a lower spec display um, where you have, it's an 8, 8.4 inch display, where you have auto track uh, documentation uh, and data sync, and then have the option to add a section control upgrade to that as well. So they kind of give you a, a couple different options. Um, obviously, the 4600 is our premium display um, that has all of our premium capabilities and, and kind of automation uh, capabilities as well. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get more into that and the changes that have come there. But as you kind of mentioned, the the machines that this display, the forty six hundred, the forty two hundred, the machines that these Gen four displays are coming in is pretty much everything across the board, give or take a few machine platforms. So it, it's definitely come across the board versus just the few tractors when we started. Now, the other side of the Gen 4 family of displays, of course, is our universal display. So many people were very familiar, a lot of use out of the 2630 display, the GS3 2630. And back in 2017, when we when we first recorded on Gen 4 displays, uh, the 4640 was just released. Now, what has been changed with the 4640 since we last talked, Dick? Yeah, so the 4640 universal display when when it first came out, um, there there was a there was a limitation as far as what machines could be put in, uh, what machines that display could be put into. Mainly, it was our kind of our legacy tractors, our uh, OT series, 10 series, 20 series tractors that uh, that utilized the uh, CCD 
communication system in those machines, um, that limitation is now gone. And uh, the 4640 universal display is a great option for for those older machines to replace the 2630s, 2600s, and 2630s and that are being utilized in those machines. There also um, is, uh, is options to uh, replace that 2630 display that came standard on uh, some of our R-series, 30, uh, R-series sprayers that originally came with 2630s on the armrest. Um, we, there's now a kit from Deere that um, you can replace that 2630 with a 4640 universal display on the armrest, and it looks like it should be there from the factory. So the functionality as well as the compatibility has really increased tenfold when we talk 4640 displays. Now, I know another thing, and I don't know that it was available when we first talked, but there's another universal display out there that isn't super common, but it's another solution. Do you want to talk to our listeners a little bit about the 4240 display? Yeah, so the 4240 display, I, I do not think that it was available at the time when we talked last uh, last time. Uh, the 4240, it is a universal display. Um, it's a smaller screen, so 8.4-inch display, and it is open station ready. So if you have a, a tractor that is does not have a cab where you have, a let's say, an ATU on it or, or just need it for documentation or to run a sprayer or something like that, um, this is a great option for those machines. Um, it is kind of the lower spec um, display, so it doesn't have all of the premium functionality that the 40, uh, the 4640 would have. Um, but you do get auto track documentation. If you have um, a JD Link connection in that machine, you get data sync, so the the data wirelessly flows automatically to the operation center. And then you do have the option to add section control to that display as well. So like I said, if you got a, a open station tractor that you're running maybe an ATU and a rate controller, um, and you need that weather proof or weather tight display um, that you know it may get wet uh, because of the open station conditions, this would be a great option. Yeah, and I know you guys out in the Pacific Northwest as well as our uh... – uh, other counterparts down in California and Arizona, I know open station tractors, the orchards, the vineyards, things like that, or farms of that sort. Uh, open station tractors are, uh, are pretty popular. So that 4240 is another solution if you don't quite need that 4640 or you need, like you said, that open station uh, functionality of uh, kind of dust-proof, water-resistant, not necessarily waterproof. But uh, yeah, it's another great solution that the family, the Gen 4 family of displays now has. The last piece of the Gen 4 displays that uh, really hasn't changed much, of course, is the extended monitor. Um, that's still there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Dick? Yeah, so the, the like you said, the, the extended monitor kind of remains uh, unchanged. Um, it, it is compatible with both the, uh, the 4600 display and the 4640 display. And really, I mean, that's, uh, that's for the, um, the operators that want a little bit more screen real estate. Say we're running rate controllers with Seedstar 
um, and our machine functions um, all on one display that might get a little bit cluttered so we can we can add that extended monitor to the corner post and and kind of uh, put some of those functions over on that extended monitor to just like I said add a little bit more screen real estate to the cab. So that brings us through kind of some of the updates of the Gen 4 family of displays as far as hardware goes. Now I want to talk just a little bit about the changes that have happened uh, of the inner workings of the Gen 4 display. Now, the user interface per se hasn't really changed much. It's uh, been the same kind of from the beginning. But one of the things that's changed that I, I really want you to uh, key in on, Dick, is the changes that have come in activations and subscriptions. Now, this is both 4600, 4640s. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of additions, and a lot of cool stuff has come out since 2017. So why don't you talk to us about that, Dick, all of the changes that we've seen with the subscriptions and activations and the functionality of these displays. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll start off with the, uh, the subscription uh, for the 4640 display. So uh, different from the 4600 display, the 4640 display um, is a subscription model. Uh, when it first came out, it was 100% subscription model. Uh, that included AutoTrack and, and all the other premium, um, premium subscriptions as well. Um, that has now changed, and AutoTrack is now in base. So when you buy a 4640 display, it comes with AutoTrack in base. Now from there, if you wanted to add some premium functionality to it or automation functionality, there are one-year subscriptions to add that functionality uh, that's another thing that changed uh, back in 2017 is that there there was an option for a five-year the the five-year there was not a, a lot of take rate on the five-year subscription so that's no longer available um, from deer and and also you know they're adding functionality to these subscriptions all the time um, so the one-year subscription actually fits better for a lot of people because uh, as they add functionality, um, you know, we're able to, to get that functionality almost instantaneously now with that one-year subscription. That was one of the big changes I know is, of course, adding AutoTrack to base. So you can buy that 4640, have AutoTrack on it, and not have to pay any other money unless you want some of that more, uh, like you said, premium functionality. Uh, and then, of course, getting rid of that five-year subscription. It's all based on a one-year. Uh, it's, it's made things a lot easier when it comes to the 4640. Now, talking those subscriptions, the premium and the, the automation and all of the functionality that we have, what are some of the changes that we've seen there over the last couple of years? Yeah, so this is really where things have changed a lot with the Gen 4 display. When uh, when we're talking about uh, earlier, when we were talking about some of the limitations to the Gen 4 display, where you know maybe some of the compatibility and some of the functionality wasn't wasn't quite up to what the 2630 was back in 2017, um, that is no longer the case for sure. Um, the the 4640, the Gen 4 displays are uh, probably more capable now. Uh, than the 2630 for sure um, and for sure will be into the future uh, so currently right now we're on we have a premium 3.0 uh, 
And when you upgrade to a premium 3.0, you get section control, auto track row sense, and in-field data sharing all in that one bundle, that packaged uh, subscription or activation bundle. And really, um, you know, the, the infield data sharing is, was a huge improvement over anything that the, that the 2630 was capable of doing. Basically, that will allow you to, uh, to have multiple machines in the field that will see each other's coverage maps. So let's say, for instance, uh, you have two sprayers in the field and you're running section control. The two sprayers will be able to see where the others have sprayed and shut off on the other machine's coverage. Um, and then also be able to share their guidance lines almost instantaneously between the two machines. And so when you talk premium 3.0, that's really the the main activation and or subscription, depending on what machine you're talking about or which display you're working with. But that premium 3.0 is really the activation or subscription that most people are going to run. Like you said, you've get, you get section control, you get the auto track row sense and the infield data sharing, which covers most of your bases. But now there's the other level, which we've had uh, in the past, but not near as much functionality as we have today. So talk to us a little bit about automation. Yeah, so the automation 4.0 activation, this is where things, to me, uh, being in the industry for as long as I have, this is this is where things really get exciting uh, for me. For me. Um, and basically, the auto, automation 4.0 adds it, almost exactly what the title is, some some automation functions to the display. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, with auto track implement guidance. Um, if anyone ever tried iGUIDE back in the, the Gen 3 2630 days, right? And that's that's a passive implement guidance um, software that moves the tractor off of the guidance line to keep the implement where it needs to be. So those operators, those uh, those uh, growers that are running in hilly conditions, maybe varying soil conditions where the implement moves around a fair amount, with just adding a uh, a receiver on the on the implement, the tractor moves off the line to keep the implement online. If you tried it back in the in the 2630 days, um, there's a good chance that maybe it didn't live up to your expectations. And I would really encourage you to try the Gen 4 AutoTrack implement guidance again because they have made a ton of improvements to that. Um, every every time that we have uh, we deal with a lot of hills and a lot of varying uh, terrain out here in the Northwest, and everybody that we have tried this auto track implement guidance out with has absolutely loved it and basically they you know once you demo it they don't want to they don't want to run without it um it works fantastic another thing that uh, another feature that is in that automation 4.0 is the auto auto track turn automation and again there's another functionality that was in the 2630 um, with the itech pro activation and kind of the same story there. If you if you ever tried that back in the 26, 30, 30 days, you probably found that it was uh, it was a little bit cumbersome to set up. Took a lot of time, uh, a lot of effort to get it right. Um, basically, they just like the auto track implement guidance. They went back to the drawing board uh, with auto auto track turn automation, and really redesigned that whole workflow to make it much much more simpler to uh, to set up and to get right and 
same thing. An- another one of those features where, um, you know, if somebody has tried it in the past, um, maybe didn't like it so much with the 2630, tries it with the Gen 4 and absolutely loves it. And then Auto Track uh, or Gen 4 Machine Sync, sorry, Gen 4 Machine Sync is another automation 4.0 um, feature. And basically, that that's your uh, that's your combine grain cart communication, where the uh, the grain cart can pull under the combine and unload on the go, and basically have the combine control the grain cart tractor from the cab of the combine, so that um, you know we don't have uh, we don't have any more where the where the grain spilling over the grain cart or or anything like that. Um, it's all basically they're synced together in a in an automated fashion. Um, and then a new one that uh, that is kind of new um, that uh, just got released is AutoPath. Now AutoPath is uh, that's uh, that's an automation feature where you record you record your planting data. So there's a, a receiver on the planter and it records exactly where the planter planted its rows. And then when you come back for the subsequent passes, it automatically generates your line not based on where the where the original a b line was but your your lines for every pass going forward throughout the year is based on exactly where that planter went so if for instance you had to go around an obstacle in the field or the uh the planter drifted off a little ways um those lines will be remembered and you will follow that exact path uh for every pass throughout the year, whether that's spraying or harvesting or cultivation or whatever you have to do for the rest of the year. So uh, again, I mean, that AutoTrack 4.0 subscription is really uh, a neat subscription and there's a lot of functionality packed into that um, automation 4.0. Yeah, like you said, moving forward, this this automation activation or subscription, I mean, we're moving into the world of of autonomous farming or semi-autonomous farming. And the auto path you talked about, we actually, uh, our, our most recent episode, episode 136, had Ben Hildy on the show, and he talked uh, more in depth about auto path. So if you're curious about that, go back and listen to episode 136. Uh, where Ben can inform you a little bit more about what it takes for AutoPath. Now, the last thing, or one of the last things that I want to question you on, Dick, it's something that's brand new, um, just coming out here this spring. I don't even know if it's officially released yet, but it is coming. Uh, This is a really cool feature when it comes to making life easier for the machine operator. There is an awesome connection between the operations center setup files properly documenting stuff tell our listeners a little bit about work planner yeah so work planner was actually um uh released in the 20-3 software update and then most recently with the with the most current uh, operation center update uh so work planner work planner basically is where you plan work in the operations center and send it to the send it to the display it combines our setup file our jobs and crop planner kind of all into one workflow so um you know kind of if you ever played around in the operations center with the with the crop planner and the jobs functionality there was no connection out to the display it was just kind of a an onboard planning tool 
uh, in the operation center. And then you would have to separately set up a setup file to send to the display. Um, with this work planner, basically, like I said, it combines everything into one. And, and basically, the, the plan is sent to the machines via wireless data transfer or USB. And then when the machine uh, receives that file, receives that work planner file, they have everything that they need to know for that job. So when the machine enters the field, the operator is alerted that there's planned work available for this field. They accept that notification and it fills everything in for them. It fills in the setup data, the field data, the varieties. Um, and in uh, 20, when 21-1 software is available, it will actually enter in the, the planned rates into the controllers uh, on the implement. So uh, completely, almost completely eliminating any errors that an operator might have out in the field so that, uh, you know, the, the farm manager or the owner can kind of set up these jobs uh, as far as varieties and rates and, and those sort of things, send it to the machines, and the operator just has to select to basically accept that job. And the owner and the farm manager knows that that display is documenting and recording correctly and we're planting the correct rates, we're applying the correct fertilizer, all that stuff is happening um, without basically any interaction other than accepting that job from the operator. I am super excited about that, Dick. Uh, the The one thing I love about it most is no longer will we have variety one for all of our corn hybrids. We can uh, we can plan ahead of time. We can make sure the proper hybrids are getting in there. Like you said, the proper planting rates, uh, if there's prescriptions attached to that field, everything will be done. And all the operator has to do is essentially accept that work plan. It's going to make life a lot easier for the operators. It's going to make life a lot less stressful for some of the, the farm managers or, or, or what have you. It's going to make life simple when it comes to proper documentation and proper data. Now, with your time in this industry, Dick, and the amount of time you've spent watching and working with Precision Ag, I got to ask you, where do you see Gen 4 going from here? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so kind of where I see the Gen 4 and, and really the work planner is probably the first step in this direction. Um, it's kind of like dipping the toe in the water um, in this direction. But I see I see the Gen 4 moving in a direction of basically being a seamless extension of the operation center. Um, you know, just like the, the work planner where things are set up remotely off board um, in the operation center and that information, that plan, that work that the owner or the farm manager has done just flows to the display and seamlessly flows back to the operation center. Um, that's a really cool to think about from a farm management standpoint, from a, from a, a farm that is uh, maybe not necessarily an owner operator, but uh, an owner farm manager type situation with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, operators out in the field, um, being able to monitor, monitor that stuff from, you know, the operation center on the desktop, you know, the, the web or the operation center mobile, being able to do that stuff on the go, make changes on the go and, no longer having to 
create a setup file for one little minor change, um, those sort of things. Um, that That's a really exciting direction to think about um, for the capabilities of the Gen 4 display. Absolutely. And everything we talked about here today on this episode, I mean, Gen 4 is definitely, uh, it's come a long way since it was first released. There's so much awesome functionality out there. So many capabilities of the Gen 4 platform. Doesn't matter if you're a a mom and pop, son or daughter, uh, or you're a large operation with farm managers and many, many operators. Gen 4, it's a fit for every Every single operation, no matter the size. Now, all of this stuff we talked about here today, Dick, if somebody is curious, they want to learn more about these changes, where can they go? Who can they talk to about Gen 4? Yeah, obviously, you know, you can stop by any one of our RDO equipment locations, uh, talk to your talk to your RDO equipment account manager or product specialist, and then or visit uh, rdoequipment.com uh, for more information. Then, you know, if you... Uh, if you have uh, a question and you don't necessarily need an answer, you know, right away, like need to talk to somebody, we also have uh, uh, email that you can email a question to is jdprecisionaghelp at rdoequipment.com. Um, they will be able to answer your question there, or if not, be able to get to uh, somebody that can. I just want to thank you, Dick, for taking the time once again to sit down with me and talk about all of these awesome updates. Uh, 2017, it, <laughs> I, I feel like we were just talking about Gen 4 displays, but I look back in my list of recorded episodes. Episode 51, 2017 is when we first talked about them, and they're all of this stuff we talked about today. There's obviously so many changes, so many updates, and so much awesome functionality and features that came with it so thanks again for sitting down and chatting with me dick yeah thanks tony you know when i was uh when i was thinking about this too um and the changes with the gen 4 display since 2017 is kind of like uh you know if you've ever been on a weight loss journey right uh losing some weight over a you know long period of time you know you see yourself in the mirror every day you probably don't notice the changes that happened over six months but then you see somebody at the grocery store that hasn't seen you for like it for a year and they go wow you know you've lost a lot of weight that was kind of me reviewing some of these things some of these changes to the operation center in preparation for this conversation you know we we live and work this uh, uh gen 4 operation center display but until you sit back and look at all the changes over a, just a short three-year period you look you look at yourself and you go wow there's a lot of changes Absolutely. I I like that analogy of a weight loss journey and stuff you see every day. And now you take a look at it three years apart, although we're working with it every day. It seems like there's so much there. So I absolutely, that is an awesome way to put it. Absolutely. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. If you have questions about the technology and products discussed or have ideas about future episodes, please leave them in the comments below. You can also subscribe to RDO's YouTube channel and be in the know about each episode, or tune in on any streaming service. Thanks again for listening.